Talking Fight fans, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Boxing Friday Night Panel. Featuring myself, Mike Orr from Mike Orr at 4 on Knuckle Up on the Talking Fight Network. You know what it is, guys. You're here to find out what's going on this weekend in the world of boxing. And yes, we have a lot of fights going on. We have four cards going on. We have Triple G back in action. We got Ryan Garcia back in action and Michaela Mayer back in action this weekend, guys. So let me just break it down for you. We're going to get right into it before I get joined by the rest of the panel. What up, Carl? Thanks for tuning in, brother. Uh, feel free to join me. Eric will uh, drop, a, drop a link in the uh, comments for you if you want to jump on and throw in your two cents about these fights. Uh Let's get under. Let, let, let's get into these schedules, man. Uh, we got uh, Lubin versus Fundora Saturday, April the 9th on Showtime, starting at 10 p.m. That's 7 p.m. Pacific time. And guys, man, top super welterweight contender Eric Erickson Hammer Lubin and Sebastian the Towering Inferno Fundora will square off for the WBC Super Welterweight in-term title headline action live on Showtime on Saturday, April the 9th, in a premier boxing championships event from the theater at Virgin Hotels Las Vegas. Uh, this is going to be a great card, guys, getting underway. The Showtime Championship Boxing Telecast begins at 10 p.m. Eastern time and features former Super Welterweight World Champion Tony Superbad Harrison taking on a highly regarded contender, Sergio Garcia in a 10-round co-main event, plus unbeaten super welterweight Kevin Salgado battling Brian Torella in a 10-round telecast opener. Um, the stacked triple header of the 154-pound showdowns is topped by two of the division's hottest youngest stars as the streaking Lubin looks to stamp his tickets to a second world title opportunity while the fast-rising Vendora brings his signature all-action style into the toughest contest of his career to date. Uh, the victor will be in position to potentially face the winner of the Undisputed 154 Championship rematch between Jermel Charlo and Brian Castano, which takes place Saturday, May 14th. Um, the 26-year-old Lubin, who is 24-1-17, has put together an impressive six-belt win streak since uh, a loss to unified 154-pound champion Jamal Charlo back in 2017. Uh, in his most recent outing, he knocked out former unified champion uh, Rosario in June of 2021. And prior to the Rosario fight, Lubin's run included becoming the first person to stop former champion Smith and unanimous decision victories over uh, Gaucha and uh, Gilmore. A native of Orlando, Florida, Lubin is trained by acclaimed coach Kevin Cunningham, and he continues his quest towards another title opportunity. Uh, after a stellar amateur career, uh, Lubin turned pro at 18 years old in 2013, and he captured the attention of the boxing community at 19 when he became one of the youngest prospects to ever appear on the development seri developmental series Showbox, The New Generation. And soon after, he was named Prospect of the Year by ESPN and Ring Magazine in 2016. So, guys, if you haven't had a chance yet, man, you might want to set your calendars for this one, get your PVRs ready. You're probably going to want to check out this triple header, man. Uh, Fedora, who is 18-0-1 with 12 KOs, continues to rise up the super welterweight ranks and add his two most impressive wins to date in 2021. Fedora kicked off the year in May by stopping the rugged veteran, uh, Kota in, a four, in four rounds before defeating the unbeaten Garcia by unanimous decision in December. The six foot six brawler has reached this point by showing off the skills of a rugged boxer who is more comfortable 
uh, fighting on the inside than most. Uh, born in West Palm Beach, Florida, uh, to his Mexican mother and Cuban father and trainer, Freddie, both boxers. This 24-year-old now lives and trains in Coachella, California. Um, you know, and then we got the pride of Detroit, Michigan, man. Harrison, 28-3-1 and one with 21 KOs. Spent his early boxing career under the tutelage of the late Emmanuel Stewart in the legendary Kronk Gym. And as a professional, the 31-year-old is still considered one of the most skilled fighters in the sport, despite coming up short of his first two attempts at a world title. The third time was the charm for Harrison, who shocked the boxing world in December 2018 by outpointing long-term world champion Jamel Charlo to earn that WBC title. Uh, The rematch one year later ranks among the best fights of 2019. Harrison and Charlo fought on even terms until Charlo stopped him in the 11th round to regain his belt. Harrison returned to the ring for the first time that fight in April of 2021, fighting Brian Perella to a draw. So, guys, this is just one of the cards getting underway. You're going to definitely want to check this one out. Uh, we definitely have some uh, young up-and-comers on this card as well. So, you know what I say, man. If you're looking for good boxing, this is definitely one of these cards that you're going to find that on. Uh, you know, we got these great two main – we got the main event and the co-main event, which are both for belts, WBC interim world super welter title up for grabs, and we got the vacant WBC silver super welter title up for grabs. And this is just one of the cards that we're get, that are getting underway. Also, in action, Saturday, April the 9th, this one again, also 10 p.m. Eastern time, we got the Michaela Mayer versus Jennifer Hahn card, top rank. Uh, this one's supposed to be great. Uh, WBO, IBF, Unified Junior Lightweight World Champion Michaela Mayer has fought in front of a hometown crowd in four years. But that all changes this Saturday, guys. Um you know, as SoCal's Olympic amateur star defends her titles against former world champion Jennifer Hahn at the hangar in the Orange County Fair and Event Center. Uh, guys, this one's going to be a good one. In the co-feature, San Diego's Centillion joins the homecoming festivities in a 10-round welterweight battle versus a rugged Colombian uh, Bar- Barza. Mayor versus Hahn, Centillion and Barza will air live on ESPN and ESPN Deports at 10 p.m. Eastern, that's 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, Undercounted action will stream live and exclusively on ESPN Plus, and is scheduled to include WBC number two, WBO number three, and IBF number ten. Bantam contender Jason Maloney, who's 22, two and one with 18 KOs. Uh, in a 10-rounder, former world champion Andrew the Monster Maloney, 22, two with 14 KOs, is an eight round is. Uh, an eight-round junior bantamweight title, and IBF number one featherweight contender Luis Alberto Lopez, who's 24-2 with 13 KOs in an eight-round battle. Uh, U.S. Olympic silver medalist Duke Reagan, who's 4-0 with one KO, whose pro return was delayed due to the injuries and the death of his beloved father, will compete in a six-round featherweight fight. Uh, Reagan's fellow 2020 U.S. Olympian, Virgin Fox uh, will make her pro debut in a six-round flyweight special attraction. Uh, this one all promoted by Talk Bank in association with uh, Engelbert Promotions and Events. Uh, tickets starting at 60 bucks, guys, if you're in the area to even go and see this. Uh, and the headline man, Mayor, who's 16-0 and with five KOs, achieved international recognition following her participation in the 2016 Olympics in Rio. Uh, she signed with Tom Frank the following year and made her pro debut in Los Angeles on the Vistelli Lomachenko and uh, Miguel Mariaga card. 
Uh, since then, she has been on a historic run and has broken new ground for women in the sport, including a decisive win over Helen Joseph to cap off the first female main event in top ranks revamp boxing series on ESPN. Uh, Mayer unified her WBO 130-pound title with long-term IBF champion Mavia Hamadouche last November in a classic battle that demonstrated the Olympians' ability to stand toe-to-toe in the center of the ring. So we also got Han. 18-4-1 with one KO became the first world champion out of El Paso, Texas, when she defeated Helen Joseph to capture the IBF feather. Uh, crowned in September of 2015. Han later defended her titles against Crespo and uh, Silvato. And all three of her uh, aforementioned adversaries would later face Mayer before she earned her first world title. In Han's last fight, she challenged uh, Olympic gold medalist and undisputed lightweight world champion Katie Taylor on enemy turf. But now her plans are to prevent Mayer from becoming the undisputed and junior lightweight. So, guys... You're not going to want to miss this one. This is definitely going to be a good one. Also, on this card, man, Santillian, who's 20-0 with 15 KOs from San Diego, breathed new life into his career after joining forces with Robert Garcia following a razor-thin victory over former world champion Antonio DiMarco in June of 2020. After defeating Cecil Macava, or Macala, uh, via eight-round decision in the first fight together, Santillian demonstrated the fruits of his rewarding partnership by delivering a crowd-pleasing performance against Angel Ruiz last October in San Diego. And then we got Barraza, who's 23-2 and two with 15 KOs, a tough challenger from Colombia, uh, returns after facing local favorite Alexis Roca in Anaheim. Uh, so he's no stranger to fighting heavy-hitting southpaws uh, on away soil. So this is this is gearing up to be a really really good card. Uh, thanks for joining me, Tim. I'm just rambling on here, talking about the fights going on this weekend, man. I was listening. <laughs> yeah, we, we got some big ones up. Uh, also, back in action, guys. I'm I'm, I'm proud to say uh, we have Duke Reagan's returning back. We got Floyd Diaz, uh, Floyd Diaz turning back. Jason Maloney is also on this card. This card is gearing up to be a really good one, man. We got Andrew Maloney on it, Luis Alberto Lopez. So there's a lot of up-and-coming boxers to watch on this card. And, again, it's being headed up by the Mayor and Han fight, and that's for the IBF and WBO World Female Super Feather titles, guys. Now, if you're uh, anticipating the return of King Ryan, yes, it's happening. The undefeated lightning fast Ryan King Ryan Garcia, 21-0 with 18 KOs, makes his grand return to the ring on Saturday, guys, April the 9th, against Ghanans Emmanuel, the Game Boy Taco, who is 32-1 with 15 KOs in a 12-round lightweight Texas showdown, will take place at San Antonio's historic Almadome on Saturday and will be streamed live worldwide on the zone, guys. If you don't have it, go and check it out. If you're in the area, tickets are ranging anywhere from 40 to 250 bucks. Check it out if you have the ability to. Fans have been waiting uh, the return of the boxing sensation, Ryan Garcia, skilled lightning fast puncher who has steadily climbed the ranks of the lightweight division. A big win against Tago. Uh, a top 10 contender would propel Garcia to the top of the division. Uh, Garcia has defeated tough contenders like Ruthless Romero D- uh, Duno, Francisco Fonseca, and Carlos the Solution Morales, and Jason Velez. Garcia was last seen in a spectacular seventh-round stoppage of 2012 Olympic gold medalist, the gold medalist Luke Campbell. Uh, Emmanuel 
the Game Boy Tago from Ghana uh, has accumulated various titles since his professional debut in 2004, guys, uh, including the IBF International, the WBA International, and the WBO Africa Lightweight titles. The 32-year-old is currently ranked number 10 by the WBC in the lightweight division and has risen in the division ranks since his U.S. boxing debut in 2013 with a nine-round stoppage over uh, Dorado Robles. Uh, on ESPN2. His last outing came on November 27, 2020, when he met former WBO and NABO champion Mason Maynard in a 10-round lightweight contest, defeating Maynard via majority decision. Um, guys, you're not going to want to miss this one, man. It's It's got lots of uh, lots of action-packed people on this card. Uh, also, we got Marlon Esperanza and Neko Fujuko uh, fighting for the WBC Council World Fly female title and the WBA World Fly female title. Uh, Gabriel Rosado is back on this card as well. Guys, there's some also some young and up-and-comers here, man. Hector Valdez is definitely one to watch out for. We got Gregory Morales, who's looking to stay undefeated. And you know what? It's going to make for some really good action. So, guys, make sure you set your set your PVRs or definitely jump on the zone. Check it out. You're not going to want to miss this. They definitely put on a great show, guys. And last but not least, I know that our man Cedric Ben is going to be uh, probably doing the uh, scorecard on this fight for sure, and that is Triple G versus Murata. Uh, this is back in action, man. Triple G's big drama show arrives in the Far East. It's been 15 months uh, since he has been inside the boxing ring. The IBF World Middleweight Champion will be looking to prove he is still one of boxing's best operators on day uh, one day after his 40th birthday against WBA Middleweight Champion Royota Mayerta. Uh, expecting a hard-hitting clash between these two world champions, Glovkin comes in to this fight after stopping um, his last opponent in December of 2020. But Mayerta will be looking to register a third straight knockout win. So here's everything you need to know, guys, ahead of this. Date, the 9th, time, 3.30 a.m. Eastern time, 8.30 a.m. GM. Main event ring walks, approximately 6.30 a.m. The main card is scheduled to begin at 3.30. So, guys, don't want to miss this one. This card will stream live on the zone in over 200 countries across the globe, except Japan, South Korea, and Kazakhstan. So, guys... Sorry for you guys that don't get to see this one, man. See Triple G back in action, but this is definitely going to be one uh, that you're not going to want to miss, man. You can sign up for all the subscriptions at the zone. Check it out. Also, on this card, we have Junto Nakatani, who is looking to stay undefeated against Ryota Yumachia for the WBO World Fly title. Uh, these two little guys, man, are going to be going at it. Uh, Nakatani is 22-0, and 0, looking to stay undefeated. And also, we also have another um, Yoshino, uh, who is 14-0, looking to take on Aito for the WBO Asian Pacific Light title and the OB or OPBF light title on this same card. Guys, lots of belts up for grabs this weekend. You're not going to want to miss it, man. You tuned in here to listen to me ramble for 15 minutes by myself about all these wonderful fights that are going on. <laughs> you know what it is, guys. I'm here for you to give you what you want and what you need. This is the place where you come to find out what's going on this weekend, what fights to watch, who to watch in those fights. You know what it's about. So now that I've done all my talking and rambling, please, guys, let's uh, let's welcome 
our friend, our good friend here, Tim Witherspoon. Thanks for coming back, Tim. And our patriarch, the man who started it all, Grand Boyce. Yes. Let's uh let's let's talk boxing, boys. I've been talking good. 20 minutes I, for you guys to talk. I, I literally sorry, sorry about it, lads. Uh, I got caught. Uh I got I'm not kidding. Here, here's what happened. My lovely wife sends me to the uh, local store to buy a bottle of wine. Okay, she has a friend over, she's upstairs. And uh, okay, so I said, Oh, sure, no problem. I'll, I'll, I'll go over to the store, I'll buy you guys a bottle of wine. But unbeknownst to me, there's a massive concert going on at the place on the corner, and all these young people around, and, and they're in the store, and they're causing all, all sorts of trouble. Okay, I'm not kidding. So I got caught up in this mayhem. Uh, trying to buy a single bottle of wine, and 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 there, and, and this has nothing to do with boxing, with the exception of almost a fight breaking out, but because girls are butting in the front of the line, saying, you know, I've got to, I've got to get to the concert, so I've got to buy this. I've got <laughs> anyway, anyway, I got so I was super duper late coming on to the show, and I really do apologize. But you talk about a fight, Canada is the is the proper place. <laughs> Yeah, if you wanna, you might find the Hilton brothers out there fighting over there in front of that place. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. talking about the fights outside. So, I, so, so, I, so I said to myself, "Well, while I'm here, I may as well buy myself a quick little beer." Anyway, <laughs> so, uh, so here's what I want to know. We we got a big fight coming up. Ryan Garcia and uh, Mar back in Marada action. back in action, and then back in action. So have you guys discussed who 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 we're picking on this one? Because this is a good fight. Uh, I haven't yet. I haven't discussed. Really, no predictions. I seen some videos of him fight. I seen some training videos yep. on YouTube. He looks yep. pretty sharp, um, yep. and everything. But I haven't seen his opponent who he's going to fight. But I know I know this era and like a little bit of the ones before they lack defense, like Duke Boots and this. He's sharp. He's good, but I seen he him get good. caught a couple of times, real good. And and if he get in there with somebody that's really aggressive, really tough, he might get hit. So a lot of these young guys, to me, is is a de defense thing. Everything is offense now. Everything is offense. Mm -hmm. Not too much mm -hmm. defense. So that's what I'll be weighing things on nowadays. If they're going to keep their hands up, are they going to block this and block that? Not so much offense, because everybody could a baby could throw punch, but a baby can't block. A four-year-old <laughs> could throw a punch, but he won't be able to block him. So right. even with grown-ups, you could throw punches, but it's hard. It's harder to block him. So that's why I, 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 I have. I have to wonder if it's in our human DNA uh, to be. It, it's quicker for us to think to throw a punch first as opposed to. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna Where the I'm Cuban gonna... coming at? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, it, it's, no, it's, no. It, the natural instinct is fight or flight. Some people have it, some people don't. Some people okay. run, right. some people fight. Right. right, right, right. When it comes to defense, um, a lot of a lot of uh, some defenses are natural, like Mayweather. When you move, you can't teach it unless he's in real good shape. You can move yeah. if you're in real good shape. But then this guy's is out of shape. They just know there's a basic blueprint where you where you block and you teach the guy how to do this. Mayweather has a all natural one where you just naturally move, and yeah. some of that is fair. Some of that is fair. You have to be in good shape yeah. to pull it off. 
you can pull her off out of shape, but you can hit much more. But but Mayweather has to be in shape. If he's a little bit less in shape, he'll be in trouble. I think I think Ryan Garcia is going to take this one, guys. That's what I think. Oh, Ryan Garcia. Uh, he yeah. looks pretty good. He looks pretty good. You know what? Even though even though he's been out of the ring as long as he has, um, you know, he's stayed busy. He's been training. And guys, let's be real, man. The guys rushed his body up. The guys, the guys, lightning fast, and and he's got hands like like boulders, man. He got a little break, and maybe rest his body up. What? Picking up weight. Okay, I'm pick. I'm picking Murata. I'm picking Murata just because you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am. I'm, I am. Well, some boxers when they get a little break, they get a little. Oh, you're talking. You you want you want to talk to Triple G and Murata? I'm talking. I'm talking. Ooh, that's gonna be hard. Be hard. I, I gotta oh, stick no, with my man. man Triple G, man. Tri Triple G, he's celebrating his birthday. He's celebrating his birthday the day before he comes out to kick some ass. So let's uh, let's let's cheer him on. <laughs> he got a little rest. He got a little rest, so he might come out stronger. Yeah, he might. Hey, if it goes a distance, if it goes a distance, that's another thing because you know what? When you're 40 years old, stepping in that ring, that uh, that can be that can take some toll on your body. That's for sure. Uh, you know, he might he might get tired, but he's gonna, he's gonna come out. He's gonna come out banging, man. He's been that got <laughs> what happened? Some feedback. That's what happened. So somebody had some feedback going on. Is but that yeah, what that noise was? Yeah, that was a, that was an echo going everywhere. Check your mic input. That's what. Oh, you uh, gotta check his mic it. out. Yeah, but I, I believe, you know, um, um, Triple G. That break might help him because he was fighting constantly. That break might might give him some energy. Um, who I, I don't know too much about the guys. He, he's the guy he's fighting. Uh, Royota Murata. Is he? He's Latino. No, he's uh, Japanese. Six foot tall, seventy five inch reach. Oh, you talking about the the, the champ? Yeah. You talking about the champ from Japan? Yep. He he's getting knocked out. Yeah, that's what you think, eh? Listen, I saw a video of him. I did yeah. an interview. I got a friend from Japan. His name's Soichi. I've been knowing him ever since, uh, like when I was boxing. And he always called me and asked about, you know, opinions about stuff. He asked me about him. He sent me the video. I saw the video of him. And he lacked a lot of things. Yeah. He's champ. But I seen him. And I was like, oh, okay, Triple G. I, I think Triple G will stop him. Unless he I, I, him. I believe so, too. Like, Triple well, G, he's, he's been out of the ring for a while. But uh, I think that rest at his age is going to do him wonders. You know, uh, he hasn't been in the ring since. Uh, but I was uh, looking at the skills of the Japanese guy, yeah. and he's not in Triple G's uh, class. No. Unless, no. He, unless he improved since the last time I've seen him. Yeah, I know. Uh, wow. Yeah, Triple G. Triple G's been uh, been resting since December the eighteenth, twenty twenty, where he took on uh, Z Zermetta, who was twenty one and zero at the uh, Seminole Hard Rock, and that one ended with uh, uh, the seventh round stoppage. I think that the Japanese guy, if he didn't learn, if he didn't, if he didn't, the Japanese boxer, if he didn't learn or or, or learn anything since then, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be, I ain't gonna say early night. Because he probably has a lot of determination, but Triple G should pull the rabbit out the hat somewhere in between five and ten. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking so too. I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's going to be probably a sixth or seventh round finish, is what I'm calling for there. Now, uh, Anoa, Anoa is the lighter champion, right? Anoa, or something like that. Oh yeah, he's good. Yeah, Inui. Yeah, yeah, he's the light. Yeah, he's the lighter in a way, champion. in a way, yeah. 
the monster, aka yeah. the monster. Yes, yeah. yes. He's he's the lighter champ. Uh, he should be coming up back in action soon too. So uh, this, this, this is what I was saying. I think I think a lot of uh, American promoters tend to overlook the Japanese uh, fighters. I mean those those they they come from good DNA. Uh, yeah. if, if you know what I mean, I mean, yeah. these guys are, are trained well, uh, from the head to the toe, discipline, and discipline, exactly, exactly. Well, be, be on the lookout for a, a week special coming soon, uh, on Knuckle Up, where we're going to be profiling the top Japanese prospects to be looking out for, really. Yes, hey, we're, we're out of curiosity, out of curiosity, and uh, I hate to jump on my own bandwagon here, but what, what about the women, uh, Japanese fighters? Out of curiosity, are, are there any coming up? Not there, there. There are some. There, there are some to watch. Uh, a lot of them do hit up the MMA. Um, Probably doing yeah. pretty tough too. Yeah, true. True. but uh, yeah, definitely. You're gonna have to. Uh, you're gonna have to tune in and, and find out, man. So, so uh, guys, be on the lookout for that. I'm looking up at four with Mike Orr and Cedric Ben in the den. We will be profiling Japanese up and comers to be watching out for. You're not gonna want to miss that weekly special. Um, I think we're doing Eye of the Tiger next week, aren't we? Ooh, we are out of Montreal. Out of Montreal. Out of Montreal. We will be uh, profiling uh, some up-and-coming fighters out of the Eye of the Tiger promotions. You're not going to want to miss that uh, starting Monday. That's going to be a great one. It will be. Let me let me let me just double check here because uh, I because I popped in late. Uh, so so you guys are picking Triple G to beat to beat Murata? Yeah. yeah. Mm, wow. What about Garcia? And he's he's against the Ghanaian. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking. I'm, I'm going to take my man Garcia. The guy's been uh, he's been on hiatus from the ring for a long time. Hey, James, want to check him out? What's up, James? James? What up? What's up, what up James? What's up, James? I don't know if he can hear us yet. He probably can. Well, okay. While while he can't hear us, yeah. we had a show on the other day with Lou Eisen. Yeah. Lou Eisen did the the Marvis Marvelous Hagley show versus uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. That big controversial fight way way back when. And you can't believe the argument, the 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 storm, the firestorm it created among boxing fans, eh? No, no yeah, way. Yeah, the Sugar Ray Leonard versus. I mean, it still exists to this day. Yeah. The, uh, Can I the, give you just a little fifteen-second thing? Go ahead. Now I know I met both of them. I love them both, and I actually thought that Marvin wasn't in the beginning putting pressure because he felt that Sugar was smaller than him. Sugar's sharp. But I didn't think Marvin was putting out a lot in the beginning. And then when you realize, hello? No, no, keep talking. Keep talking. Okay. Then then after a while, he started picking it up. I thought Marvin, Mar Marvin Hegger was overconfident. No, he could just do And he did. He was playing in the beginning to me. Now, maybe his, his, son, his, his son might say, no, he wasn't or something. But I think Marvin was confident, but he knew that he could probably be the smaller. He, Marvin is strong, but Sugar Hey, Sugar Sugar Ray, he was putting his punches together and, and trying to play, do a smart fight. Um, and I love both of them, but I think I think Marvin came out just messing around in the beginning. Maybe it's that's his son right there. He could tell him what his what his what his dad told him. Yeah, as soon, soon as he gets his earphones plugged in. Oh, nice. So so who are you, who are you picking over the, for the Garcia fight then? Oh, there yeah, we go. Now, now, yeah. <laughs> we we were talking about your dad, James. Oh, no, we can hear Could him. You hear? Could you okay. hear? Okay, here we go. Michaela, yeah, how about now? Oh, there we go. Can you hear us now? Yeah, no, I can okay. hear you guys. Okay. okay, all right. 
Should, should we recap? Should we, should we let him in? You know, well, I was I was in a prison with Mark with his dad. I was in a prison with Sugar Ray. Uh, I really love both of them. And I and, and that fight, I didn't pick the winner. I was going the best man was going to win. Um, but I in my heart, I thought that Marvin was really going to um, like put it on him and everything. But I, I I felt like Marvin was in the beginning wasn't getting aggressive because he was overconfident and knew he could just maybe. Beat Sugar and walked right over him. And he was just taking his time. And Sugar was serious. Sugar's like trying to get his points together. I don't think Sugar knew he could stop Marvin, but he was going to try to outpoint him. Mm. So uh, it was a good fight. But I think in the, in the beginning, Marvin was just, yeah, I know I'm going to knock him out. And then Sugar just played a smart game, picking up his points. And then Marvin started getting serious with him. And Sugar started moving a little bit more faster. So it was an interesting fight. Maybe did, his son might know more. Yeah, did did, did 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 your dad ever talk about it, James? That there was a very controversial fight, April eighty-seven or eighty-eight. I yeah, I mean, can you guys hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you? Yeah, we can. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. Can you hear us? Okay, yeah, that. Fight. Okay, uh, yeah, that fight. Um, I Tim is right. Uh, you know, he he didn't come right out after Leonard, and the reason why was because he. he they they knew Leonard was expecting that, so they didn't want to come with. They didn't want to do that. That was one of the reasons why he didn't come out aggressively like he did with Tommy Hearns, because they felt as though Ray and them knew that, or they figured that he was going to come out that way. And he thought that, you know, my dad always thought he was a better boxer than Sugar Ray Leonard, which I, I always told him that, you know, uh, you're a better fighter, but uh, as far as a boxer, that that's that's Leonard's that's his that's his mo. <clears throat> that's true sugar ray is a real smart and intelligent boxer um and he that's the game he that's the fight he fought and Ma marvin if he would have came out like he did with tommy hearns i don't think sugar would have lasted or make because sugar ray is a good survivor too he know how to survive right you know and he ain't really had right. to survive that much in none of his fights well, so i was interested in that fight because i care i like well, both yeah, of them i love them both and uh, it was a good fight, but I just thought Marvin didn't come out like he usually do, and that gave Sugar Ray that the the, well, the yeah, he, you know got him moving and boxing the way he he did. Yep, playing yeah. the chess game. Well, you with, know, with he, he, I, I felt like, well, yeah, I, I, well, you know, he there was no way he was going to come out and fight Ray Leonard like he fought Hearns because Ray wasn't going to give him that type of fight. That'd be a no no to do that, you know. Ray ain't gonna fight. Ray wasn't gonna fight him like, like he fought Roberto Duran the first time. That was, oh no, oh that wasn't going to happen. So that wouldn't make sense for him to come out all crazy like that, like he did with Hearns. What he should have did, I thought he should have cut the ring off more. Hmm. Yeah, Sugar Ray's one of the smartest boxers. So you got to give it to Sugar Ray. He's one of the smartest technical boxers uh, I think in the history. Sugar Ray, he knew how to do not step here, move over there, oh, yeah. get shots, and he's sharp, you know. And I, you know, so that's that's my opinion on it. That's my opinion on it. And your dad, he just come in, got his hands up, bang, bang, you out of there, you know. And he boxes. Your dad boxes, but you can't stay in front of him and play around with with Marvin Hagler because he he'll, he'll take you. Out. Now is he is he right handed or is he left handed? He's right-handed. He's uh he's left-handed. He left-handed. Really? 
Everybody yeah. thought that your dad was a converted Southpaw. Like, like he they thought he was left hand, a uh, right handed, uh, fighting. Well, he thought kind of awkward to be to, to really be left handed because his power was in his lead yeah. hand to me. <laughs> Come on, champ, tell me. I'm mm -hmm. interested. I'm just the son. <laughs> I'm talking about your dad. I'm telling you, he's softball. He's a softball. He's, softball man. he's originally softball, and he had to learn how to fight the other way when he when he went into the Lions Den. That's what that's when that's when he started fighting the other way because he had to come in something different. Well, and, and he I'm had to fight confused. those tough opponents, so he had to he, was, he had to learn how to switch. Now I know the truth. All these years, I was saying, man, he's Southpaw, he's Southpaw. Um, he converted, he's converted and yes. stuff. And and um, so he fought, he fought like a right-hander. He fought with his left in the front. Right? And yeah, part, he fought with his left in the front. You get me confused. <laughs> no, listen, Southpaws fight, mm. with, fight with their power in the back. They put their left in the back, and right-handers put their power in, 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 in the exactly. back, and they develop the front. Right. That, that's really what you're supposed to do, put that weird Right, right. So he jabbed, he, jabbed, he, he jabbed with his right hand. He jabbed with his right hand. Southpaw. Right, 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 right. Okay, I'm sorry. So he yeah. converted. He jabbing, he converted yeah. when, he, when he converted... And he started when he started fighting the other the other way, orthodox way. It was because he had to go into the lions den, so he he had to change up. And plus, he couldn't get fight. It was hard for him to get fight. So sometimes he had to come out that way. <laughs> or or beating or I'm not getting. It could be the teacher, the teacher that's training him. I, I mean, I don't down everybody, but nobody or anything like that. It could be the teacher. There's some good teachers out there that can vert you around and get you ready and get you right. And there's some that can't. So it looked kind of awkward the way he fought, but he he I thought he was just doing a lot of his own stuff. Cause well, who's his trainer? Was his trainer really what fight a top was that guy? You talking about? What's his what's his trainer name? What fight what what fight are you talking about? What fight are no, you I'm talking, talking about? about your father in general and, and in terms of somebody teaching him. Oh. We are talking. What's his name? What was his name? The trainer. Uh, Goody Petinelli. Oh, Petinelli. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. Your pot was a warrior. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, he, was. he was a warrior. Boy. Well, I take you out when he wants you to. The way I felt about that Leonard fight, it's the way I felt about that Leonard fight was I felt like this. We knew that my dad had to knock Sugar Ray out to get the, the to get the decision or to get the win, right? But it shouldn't have been that way. It should have been, well, Ray, you're going to have to knock Hagler out to get the decision. You're going to have to knock Hagler out to get the win, not the other way around. That's the way it should have been. I, I, uh, Sugar Ray is the all-American boy, and Marvin Hagler is like, no, what I'm saying, and they're in the, in the public side. Sugar Ray came in the All American boy, well, yeah. Marvin Hagler, a big tough thug guy like that. Um, I think I think the people, a lot of people were more for Sugar Ray, um, but Marvin and your dad had a lot of followers too. They loved the way he fight and everything. 
but a lot of people was going for Sugar Ray. Well, it was not even that, but Ray, Ray, Ray retired though. Ray retired. He gave the game up and left the game, you know. And then he comes back. When he comes back, he would he he didn't have anything when he came back. You know what I'm saying? He it, that was just Ray Leonard coming back, and it shouldn't have, it shouldn't have been that way. It shouldn't have been. Well, we got you got to get a knockout to knock him out, Hagler. That's the only way you're gonna win. Nah, it shouldn't have been that. It should have been Ray. In order in order to beat Hagler, you're gonna have to knock him out. You're not gonna get the decision if it goes to it go if it goes all twelve rounds. That's how it should have went down. Unless you overwhelm with the punches, you there's no there's a be a big controversy. Um, I don't care who's in front of each other, it'll be a big controversy. Um, um, you know, if the judges just go with somebody for a certain reason, in my eyes, you know. Um well, uh, I know. Uh, I know. Had, I think Chicken Ray had to work harder to beat Marvin. Huh? Huh? I think Sugar Ray had to work harder I said, to beat I said it, it, Marvin Hagler. Okay, let's try that again. <laughs> I think that Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray had to work harder to beat Marvin Hagler, but the people were more leaning more towards Sugar Ray because he. You know, like more so like the all American sugar right. ray boy yeah, and all the, that type of thing. He was the golden he, he was no he was the golden boy. Yeah. He was the golden boy. So you know. Everybody loved your dad it, though. The fight, too. It, the fight. Oh, that that's oh, actually, I, know that. I, mean, I love Marvin Hitler too, too man. That's my man. You gotta look at the, the fight with Oscar De La Hoya and Felix Trinidad. What do you think about that fight? It was the same type of fight. Yeah, it was. That, you know, a lot of people forgot about that one. Man, that that, that was that was a big. Yeah, you gotta look one. at that fight. That fight was the same thing. Oscar De, Oscar De La Hoya tried to run for three rounds because he thought he had to fight in the back. Yeah, but the judges wasn't hearing that. They was like, nah. <laughs> they didn't give the, he lost that fight. Yeah. He he I clearly beat him. Yeah, I don't ball. think Sugar Ray could go toe to toe with your dad. He couldn't, so he had to do that. He was forced to fight like he fought because if he didn't win toe to toe, the fight wouldn't last. If Sugar Ray would have went toe to toe with, with James' fight, dad, it would have been a different outcome. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I don't, well, I don't take that away from Leonard at all. I mean, Leonard had to do what he had to do to win the fight, no question. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, that's why I was telling my dad I wouldn't afford him if he didn't catch me in my prime. That's it. You don't deserve a title fight. You can't come out of the out of retirement and say you want to fight me. I know how you're gonna fight me. You're not even gonna buy. You're not even gonna fight me. You're gonna run around that ring and you're gonna score points. Hmm. Yeah. And I told my dad exactly that. And he said, "Well, he said, well, I don't have no regrets. I'm glad I got in the ring with him because I now I know what it's like to be in the ring with him." Yeah. And that was true. the end of our conversation. <laughs> yeah. That's that's words of a true. A true fighter at heart, man. He didn't but care. Marvin Hagler had to had to like chase him because Sugar Ray is a boxer and he was boxing, and that that's kind of like the like the the matchup was like a boxer. He could probably win that fight if he boxed and move around, and that's what Sugar Ray did. Marvin just came in tough, tried to bang him. Exactly. He wasn't Sugar Ray wasn't there for him, and so he know the people was going to go with Sugar Ray that's if it went down to the wire. People was going to go down with Sugar Ray and everything. No so, doubt. And and, and that's why fighters like that's why the fighters they love the 15 rounds yeah when they took the 15 rounds away they took that fighter's chance when you match them against a boxer yeah 
I think that that was a good thing to take the 15 rounds away because um, somebody somebody could get hurt. I think the 12 rounds was good um, um, to do that. I know what you're saying. You need 15 to get those points up and win the fight and stuff like that. Um, is that what you're saying? It was, the, it was the fighters that really, really wanted yeah. the fifteen, right? Like the fighters, the fighters were upset when they took around the took away the fifteen. I fought the last fifteen rounders. I fought the last fifteen with Tony yeah. Tubbs. You did, yes. Yeah, I fought the last one, but but I think that I don't know. I think the twelve round was cool. You you should you could show it that six and another six, uh, but then you got six. That's twelve, three, wait, three, third. That's three more rounds after after twelve. Um, let, I don't you. know. Let, 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 let me for me. <laughs> can, can I interject something here? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here. Listen, listen to this. We all, we all, we all love Roy Jones Jr. Okay. Okay. He's he's got a promotions company. He's putting on fights down in Mexico, and he's putting on uh, something called uh, what? Um, the World Championship Boxing Series, something like that. It's a massive tournament. Involves a lot of Mexican fighters primarily. Uh, and a lot from the southern uh, U.S. bordering states there. But the point of the matter is, is great fighters going out of Toto, and they, they've instituted what's called an overtime rule. So in other words, uh, and I can't remember if it's 10 rounds or 12 rounds, I can't remember, but if the judges have scored a draw at the end of those rounds, there's actually an overtime round to determine a winner. There's nothing wrong with that. I like nothing. that. That'd be cool. Nothing yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that, yeah, I like that, that too. I, I like that too. That sounds good. So you give you give him like a like even like a, a three round mini fight after the fight to decide who the winner is going to be. Pretty cool, eh? That's pretty cool. So so anyway, here here's something else I wanted to interject in this conversation because I'm I'm kind of like I'm thinking back to like the, what Tim Witherspoon had said to us a couple episodes ago about how much money he made. Well, how how little money he made <laughs> as a champion. Okay, compared to what the anyway. So so recently um there's there's been two big fights announced right we have the amanda amanda serrano and katie taylor fight going on at madison square gardens whoa that's a big one okay that's a biggie okay and then we have over across the pond we have uh tyson fury going against dillian white now here's what here's what i want to say the, the undercard on the fury white fight is all male not yeah. a single female fighter included in that card and it goes back to what I think Bob Arum said. You know, he doesn't believe that women will attract the audience. Okay, right. So, but but here we go on our side of the pond. Here, taking place at Madison Square Gardens, two women. They are the card. They are the ones we want to see fight. It's interesting to see who they're announcing on the undercard. They're great fighters underneath those two women, but it isn't funny that Bob Arum won't put any female fighters on his uh, Tyson Fury, Dillian White fight. Isn't it funny? You should have put that fight on there. <laughs> That's because he's old school. I know. <laughs> I, I know, and he admitted that. He said, I'm old school. I, I, you know, I don't see the draw in female fighters. And he's proven his, not proving his point. I think, I think Matchroom and, uh, and uh, whoever else is putting on the fight over at MSG, I mean, I think they're going to prove a heck of a point. I think... I think they're going to attract a lot of people to that show, it, not just at the show itself at Madison Square Gardens, but on, on pay-per-view. It's going to be a massive, massive fight because I, I think a lot of people are keenly interested in, in women's fighting these days. And, and as Mike Orr said tons of times before this, you know, it's just going to be called boxing. It doesn't matter who headlines. 
that show. Uh, but in this particular case, I think it's really interesting. We've got two massive shows coming up. Uh, the English are really proud that they've sold uh, 94,000 tickets to Wembley to see the Tyson Fury fight yeah. live. And Ours was the second. There's the first now. Me and Bruno was the first. We really? sold it out. We sold it out. Really? They, they yeah, we sold Wembley out. I did not know that. 60, 65. We was the highest. Now they're the highest. Me and Frank Bruno was the highest. Now they they're the highest. We now we're the second highest. Wow. Me and Frank Bruno. See, unlike um, Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano card, they they ooh, they're under card. Like it's, it's, it's really good, man. Their undercard, we got uh, French and Cruz de Zuren uh, versus Ellen Cidros, who we talked about the other day. Yep. And that one's for the undisputed undisputed female super middle championship. Then you got the Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano for the undisputed championship. Uh, also, we got Jesse Vargas versus Liam Smith on that card. Austin Williams is taking on uh, Booker. Uh, we got Galal Yaffe for his second round, uh, second fight. That's He's right. taking on Miguel uh, Cartanega. Uh, for for the WBC international fly title and uh, Galal Yafi's on the second fight, man. So this is going to be good, man. Uh, Rashad Mati, another guy that I've been talking about, who's eleven and zero, is taking on Joe Eli Hernandez, who's twelve and one. That's in a super lightweight battle, and we got Khalil Cole uh, versus William Langston uh, in another boat, man. So honestly, yeah. that card that card's looking like it's going to be pretty nice. That card Two undisputed not- championships on Two- the same card. Yes. So to my point, Mike, yeah. uh, take a look at the undercard on the on the Dillian White Tyson Fury fight. Take take a look at that and compare it to the one over at MSG. I'm just I'm just saying if you, if you got it handy on your little Google machine there, yeah, I do. Take a look and and you'll be you'll be surprised at the difference in quality. Quite frankly, you know. Well, we got we honestly we got we got Kurt Walker who's on that card uh, fighting a to be announced. Uh, we got Carol uh, Carol Atuma. Uh, who's six and zero? Uh, Tommy Fury's on this one. Uh, David Tommy uh, Fury. Why? Why the heck is Tommy Fury on that card? Seriously. Well, let's be real. Why do you think? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, right? Can't um, Frank Warren. Uh, da- David Adile. And Bob uh, I've, I've, I've talked about this kid before. Uh, heavyweight. This is one to watch out for, man. He's an up and comer coming. Uh, David Adile. Remember yeah. that name against Chris Healy. Uh, also, also, man, uh, Isaac Lowe is on this against Nick Ball, and that's for the vacant WBC Silver Feather title. And we got uh, Anthony Carcase versus Jonathan Romero for the vacant WBO International Superfly title on that same card. But there's not too much more. I know the guys that are all on this undercard because I've been following them all for a while. Yep. Uh, Royston Barney Smith is on this card. Kurt Walker is on this card. Uh, there are a bunch of up-and-comers that I watch and that I follow um, that I have not yet presented to everybody. You know me. I got my ear to the ground. I know all these prospects around the world that are coming out because that's what I do. So, yeah, I know the guys that are on this undercard. If you look at undercard versus undercard, honestly, the Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano is the much more much more better card. But also, you got to think about this. The prize money. Prize money is a big thing. How many? How much more money are you going to pay out when you're already paying, what, $30 million to freaking Tyson Fury? And how much is Dillian White getting for this one? Eight. Is he getting eight or something? Yeah. yeah. So how much more money, in, purse money, is there for the rest of the card? You know what I mean? Yeah, how much more money is there to spread around? That it, makes sense. It makes well, sense. It, it, it makes sense if you're a businessman ran, running the sport. And that's what I'm saying. Like, at the end of the day, who's it for, really? Who pays the bills at the end of the day? The fans do at the end of yeah. the day. And this goes, this, my original point 
point it back to uh, what Tim had been saying a couple of weeks ago. Uh, to be blunt, uh, I'm not embarrassing you in any way, but you were saying, you know, I think you said you got paid 300 grand for that fight against Bruno. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know how much I was getting when I went flew over there. Wow. <laughs> no, I didn't even know. Um, so after the fight, they told me 500,000. Then they gave Carl King half of that. Then they took out all the money that they used for a trial. When he had a trial, he paid the jewelry, he paid the jury and all them people out of my money and then gave me the rest, which was about 80, 90,000. I had to pay everybody. So I went home with like 65, 70,000. Frank Bruno went home with a million four. And I knocked wow. him out. So I'm real sympathetic to boxers and how they're being treated. Yeah, and I like definitely. unions and stuff. I just want to see things get better. That's all. Pro, pro yeah. union. Well, yeah. Hey, I, I, you, I, know, I, you know what? You know what? Seriously, we were talking about this just, just the other day. I asked the question. I said, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, put this in quotations, management companies signing up young boxers to contracts, okay? So, for example, I was asking Mike the other day, I said, you know, what's involved? When, when boxer announced they've signed a new fighter to a contract, does that mean they're putting him on a salary and he's getting paid uh, so he can pay his rent and pay his food bills? Or is he only getting paid when he fights? And the answer is the latter. When he fights, he gets paid. And that's if he wins, quite frankly. So despite all these all these young fighters getting signed up, and it's good news for boxing in general, uh, at the end of the day, they're still not making money until they actually start winning fights. Yeah. So, of course, it goes back to what James had been saying earlier about putting uh, really good fighters against journeymen for like a bad better description and uh you know and making their money that way and moving up to the rankings but it's a very slow process and that's now why we have this bottleneck up in the heavy rate heavyweight division right now is completely clogged i mean there's this there's 10 heavyweights right now uh who could claim they're the best in the world except we 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 can sit here right now and say no 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 tyson fury is the best in the world period and, and say that, and until he retires, and or until he gets beaten by one lucky punch by Dillian White, it's you know no one's <laughs> no no one's gonna move him, right? I was trying to reach out to them because um uh, D Dylan White, listen, listen, the the Tyson Fury and Dante Wilder fight, yeah, they both went down like three or four times. Yeah, somebody somebody need to teach, learn defense. Yep. Okay, so he's fighting um um Dylan White went down before when he fought Joshua. Yep. You know. Um, a couple of times. I think I think Josh went down. Somebody got to learn defense. They All they have to do is get somebody in there that's defensively smart to help these guys. That's one thing they got to do, but the managers and the promoters don't do. They looking at money. I came up in the era where I, my trainer, they took me around with him, um, and, and I had to spar with Jerry Cooney. I had to spar with um, not only spar with Ken Norton, but they wanted my training to help. So I was everywhere and I got a taste of what's going on. And and um, look, your trainer got to teach defense. Those guys shouldn't have been on a canvas like that. You got to keep right. your defense tight. Right. You know, when you feel some counter, counter, defense, block jab, block jab, you have your defense. They think all you got to do is throw punches and, and, and what about your defense? There's two things you have to do, not just one, not all offense. So my eyes, they shouldn't have went down that many times. They need well, help. Wilder was down in round three, ten, and eleven. Okay, 
while Fury was down twice in round four. Yeah. Something's so. wrong. <laughs> Something's wrong. You know, just defense. Everybody got that offense, but you got to learn both of them. Both of them. You can win offense. You can do it. Might get damaged, but you need both of them. You can't just hit and don't be hit. A lot of trainers used to say that when we was just starting. Uh, um, um, your best defense is your offense. Come on, because you don't know how to teach defense, right? Right. That's the bottom line. You're going to tell the boxer your best defense is your offense because you don't know how to tell them how to block and stuff. And that's really bad. So here, here's something else I learned uh, this week. Me too. Oh, I got a good one for you first, Graham. Are you ready? Oh, all right, go for it. Deontay Wilder is retiring. I I call I it. I think he should. I called it. I called it. I think right. he should. Yeah, I think he I should. I think he too. should. He is retiring. He has called it. He is what, 46? Yeah, whatever. He's 46. that old. Yeah, he's old. Yeah, he's, he's an old. Man. He's an old man. The bronze, bronze, bronze bombers well, has good man. Yeah, but I, if I, he had them skills and 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 he did make enough money, if he had them skills and block, he wouldn't be saying he knew how to block punches. He don't have, and I hate to talk about people. He 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 don't have the the he, whoever was fighting in front of him. I said it before. If they those the guys he fought, they wouldn't. The commission wouldn't let them fight me or Tyson or Greg Page. But they let him fight him. They let him fight him. I guess it's because of this time and ever. But I wouldn't. They wouldn't let me fight. Mostly 80, 90 percent of the guys that Dante fought, they wouldn't let me fight them. The commission would say, "Nah, we gotta get somebody tougher." No, they because you were too. You were, days they letting them fight anybody. You you were too high risk, little reward for them. That's why there was no point in putting guys in the ring with you if you were going to destroy them for them to make no money. Right. But in the I, beginning, I, they wouldn't I, let you fight those guys. They but in the beginning, yeah, in I understand. But in the beginning, we had the same path as a lot of other fighters. They build right. you up. I fought. Oh wait a minute! I fought undefeated guys at at my third fight. Yeah, I because my fifth and sixth. Yeah, because because you, you because you were the you were the undisputed man. You were the man. You were the, <laughs> you I fought Alfonso Ratliff at thirteen and, and no, and there he was he was twelve and no. I was. We, he was 13 and I was 12 and 0. So, yeah. yeah okay. Man. Yeah, man. You were too feared. You're too feared. You were called a high risk, little reward. So, yeah. You guys were didn't know which Tim Witherspoon was going to show up. Exactly. 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 <laughs> you, could, you could have Terrible Tim <laughs> show up, and it'd be a horrible day for your opponent if Terrible Tim showed up. Right? And I wish I was in Holyfield shape or Tyson shape. God, I would have been rich. You know, <laughs> I'm telling you, I wasn't in the shape that those guys was in. And I had little, I had, I had better, a little bit better skills than those guys. Yeah. You know, and I respect all those guys. I'm, I'm just happy that I got involved with boxing and I'm on these podcasts and just helping people and talking. You should, to them. You should be happy you can still put sentences together. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, which brings us back to. Uh, well, Mr. Wilder, I, I think I think he's seen neurologists, and I think neurologists have told him, "Hey, man, your brain got scrambled in that last fight. Yeah. And if you go into another fight, and if you get hit in the head one more time, you're going to come out of there a vegetable." And that's what I think uh -huh. happened. That's why I think I said it after that fight. I said I think he had a concussion, and concussions are serious. Every other major sport takes concussions very seriously. They take them to serious doctors. Those yeah, serious doctors take a look at their brains, and they'd say to them, hey, man, if you get hit in the head one more time, you're going down. My mom told me he should quit. 
My mom. My mom really? said, Timmy, that boy should quit. He got hit all upside his head. He's right. Said, <laughs> might have come back and make that. <laughs> I said, you know what? I said, you know what, mom? I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. He got hit too many hard, too hard too many times. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. You're right, Graham. You're right. He should yeah. just give it up. Yeah. And 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 you know what? At the end of the day, he got into it because of his daughter who was sick and uh he wanted to make a bit of money to pay her medical bills. He's made enough money to pay her medical bills. And and at this point in his career, he should recognize he's had his day, he's had his fights, he's done well. Yes, he lost the last one, but at the end of the day, he's done well. He's got a personal net worth of $30 million. Oh, shit. Really? Say that again. He has a personal net worth of $30 million. So oh, 30 million. Wow. Right? Okay. Hey, I want to, uh, we're getting close to the end here. I want, I want to throw something in here. Okay. I came across a new, a new fight, if you will, if you can call it that. Uh, and, and this goes back to our discussions about Jake Paul. A now, new fight, you said? A new fight? Yeah, uh, it, it's it's let's call it a fight for now. Just just let me explain this a little bit. And my here. daughter made noise. I couldn't hear you. Okay, so 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 a year or two ago, we got in this big argument about whether Jake Paul was good for boxing. Okay, now he was bringing a lot of his fans to the sport of boxing and introducing them to the sport of boxing. So I'll give him credit for that, and we have. Okay, but there's a new a new fight I've just found out about, and I reported it on my new segment. And it's called the Creator Clash. Okay. And quite frankly, it's a group of YouTubers. They're not professional boxers, but they are training hard. They want to go into the ring seriously and fight. Okay. They have announced, and and these guys, let, let me just let me just quickly pull it up here. In total, these fighters who will be going to the ring have 131 million followers. Wow. Okay. They are donating the profits of their fight. Okay. Yeah. To the American Heart Foundation. Holy shit. Wow. Okay. They're, they're not in it for the money, like no. uh, what we just discussed. They're in it. They're going into the ring, squared circle. They're being trained properly. Now, granted, they're not what we would call boxers. boxers okay. But they're fighting and fighting properly, taking it seriously. They're, they're saying all the right things, but the point is, is they're not doing it for the money. They're doing it because they love boxing. They're introducing their fan base to boxing, and their fan base is huge. And more importantly, they're donating those profits to the American Heart Association. I congratulate them for that. Yeah. And uh, it's something that the boxing committee, guys like Bob Arum need to, need to take care of. Uh, he needs to listen to what these guys are doing. Uh, because you know what? It's not about paying uh, Tyson Fury or Dillian White their 30 million bucks or whatever and putting a bunch of no-names on the undercard mm. and not including any women, given the women do. Take a look at what are these, let's call them amateurs, quite frankly. Let, let, let's call it the Select League or House League. <laughs> the celebrity celebrity boxing, like Damon Thelman, Celebrity Boxing, kind of like, um, if I was a boxer, I would kind of feel kind of like, upset or something like that because that's a different path is boxing if you want to box why don't you come on our side but so none of them will come over there and fight with the real boxers no. so it's going to hurt regular boxing in a way but there's people that might like that type of entertainment and we, we probably can't do nothing about that i think we can keep the same fans but yeah. um 
they're, they're getting the easier ride because of they probably ain't no harder fights with those actors and those guys, you know? So I would feel kind of bad that they're going to get a lot of money, but if they're helping a good cause, I would like that. We just got to figure something out. Honestly, it's it's like it's like another it's like another amateur league. Is okay, what it's, like, okay. A, like it's gonna be nothing wrong. What I do like what I do like is collectively between all of them, you know, 131 million followers. You figure if one dollar, okay. if 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 everybody pays one dollar, and that one dollar <laughs> from every one of those fans gets to go to that Heart Foundation, that's 131 million dollars. That's huge money. You know, um, I think they're doing a great thing. Uh, I think I think boxing itself as as a sport is really um is really come back around and yeah really starting to take off again where uh, it was it was highly dominated by the ufc and mixed martial arts for so long because that sport was banned let, let, let's let's you know it was banned in how many countries around the world it was not able to be seen it was that naughty thing you know when you go to the movie store uh, back in the day and it was like the section behind the red curtain you're not allowed in that's what that was. That's what UFC was. And I think the world has had its fill of how much they pumped it into us. And boxing kind of like took a side, took, took, took like a side route. It kind of was there, never really left, but was always kind of lingering in the background. And I now think it's people like Jake Paul and these YouTubers who are doing this fake boxing thing that they're doing. But it's, 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 it's like sparking. It's like sparking a new love for the sport of boxing, which is making it come back in, in my opinion. Look up Damon Thelman. You know celebrity boxing? Yeah. Damon Thelman, he was doing that stuff. I didn't want to do it. I, I did it. You know, I was the heavyweight champ um, celebrity boxing, but I yeah. left it. You know, I, I came up with him in the boxing, his dad and his brother and all them. His brother's bare knuckle. Um, so I'd rather not say nothing bad if I can't say nothing nice. So right. I just still, I, I left it alone. I fought the Sandman. And I won the title, and it's just I just don't want to have nothing to do with that, um, with the with the celebrity boxing thing. So, but I don't think Jake Paul. I think is more organized, maybe, or more attractive. But you heard about Damon Thelman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damon Thelman. So we also also, also Zab, Zab Jude is doing the same thing. He's got his his CCB, yeah. right? Okay. You know, they, oh, they, they've, cool. they've got their they've got their celebrity championship. Yeah, I think he stopped doing it. Yeah, I was yeah, I was talking to him over Insta a little while ago. Oh, he stopped, champ. He stopped. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. I think he's gonna get. I think he's gonna get it back up and going. Maybe, but uh, you know, pandemic played a big part in 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 continuing with it. Really, if you think about it. I like Zab. He's a really nice guy. We had him on the show last year. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. We had him on the show last year. Definitely, you know what? Definitely, I gotta reach out to him and uh, and ask him to come back on and. And maybe we can talk to him about the CCB and what's what's happening with that because I know his last like the last one that I watched was very successful. Uh, it got a lot of you know good good vibes at the show. It wasn't like one of these thriller events that we got to watch that everybody got to know, love and hate, uh, which usually was a hip hop concert with intermission of boxing. Yeah. Uh, you know, no Zab Zab was doing it right, man. He had you know decorated boxers on there, real yeah. celebrity champions, and really getting in there and doing their thing. And uh, you know, it, it kicked off really well. Uh, I know he's an avid, an avid Instagram poster. So, you know, he's, he's always talking about his business, CCB celebrity championship boxing. I hope he does it and brings it back man, because you know what, it was a good show and it was a great time to watch. Um, but this, the, the YouTube thing, uh, creator clash, you know, proceeds uh, going to the American heart foundation, 
what more can you say, man? That, that's that's huge. That's a huge thing to be able to donate all those proceeds. You know, these YouTubers, they got they got their money already. That's what it is. You got a bunch of you got a bunch of rich kids who are bored, who have done everything, and 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 boxing, boxing has become the new fad. It's become that new thing to stay fit, have fun. So yeah. You think they're gonna donate all the money? You think sure they're gonna they donate all sure that money? Sure uh, they will, because both those guys getting in that rate are probably net, worth net proceeds, net proceeds. So so the auditorium they're fighting will get their money. Yeah. Okay. Uh the okay. professionals involved will get their money. Okay. Uh, but the, the whatever's left over will go to the American Heart Foundation. Which would be tons. Which would be uh, tons. 131 million followers between all of them. That's huge. That's huge. It, it and it's and it's actually getting bigger. I was talking to uh one of their people, they're down in uh, uh the, the fight's actually taking place in Tampa. Um but I'm just simply saying that it's gonna bring a lot of new fans new blood to the boxing and and so those guys who go hey this this is kind of neat this is kind of fun there's a science to it there's an art to it there's a there's skilled this you know and all, and all these young i don't people, know about skills but it's gonna be it's gonna <laughs> there's, be there's a foundation of skills is what there's, yeah there's it's, a gonna beginning. Be, there's like, a beginning. it's gonna be celebrity but it's gonna be celebrity stuff but yeah. you ain't gonna see the skills no see no, see what it is what no, it no, is, but that's, that's fans, what i'm saying that's what i'm saying the fan the fans will reach out to yeah. professional boxing to see it played out for real for real that's what yeah. i'm saying like i th i think this is great for boxing yeah I, I think i think a new fan base is going to get a taste for boxing and when they want how's it great when they how's it great for boxing how's it great for boxing uh because who, who pays the bills the, the fans. fans okay it, I how's it great for a real boxer? Okay, when 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 Frank Warren puts up uh, a purse bid, uh, when Eddie Hearn puts up a purse bid, who 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 actually pays that money? It's not coming out of his bank account. The television rights and all that, right? That's what I'm saying. And so tickets. at the end, so whether okay, let's say an advertiser comes on board. Let's say Gillette comes on board to sponsor a boxing event. They're they're anticipating selling. 20 million shavers to oh. fans you see what i'm saying it's yeah. the fans who ultimately are going to pay these bills to pay for these skills in the ring i'm learning i'm learning i think i think what's going to happen is is we're going to have a new fan base that are going to get their 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 fix from the entry of what it looks like to be like the entry levels of boxing so you're going to get these kids who've never seen it before who've been watching ufc the whole time their favorite youtuber or influencer is going to get in the ring fight another favorite influencer that they like they're going to watch some sort of funny kind of boxing match it's not really boxing and then they're going to be like you know what yo let's not, watch real boxing hang on a sec you hang on that's what we said about ebony bridges we didn't think that she was going to go into the ring and fight the way she fought oh like, yeah i did i've been following from the beginning i thought no, no. What I'm, okay what i'm okay what okay not you yeah. mike but what i'm no, saying I know, is I know. the fan base didn't think that we were going to see a real fight when she went up against shannon courtney right. and she came out with an eye that was puffed out like this that, she, that 90 percent of the men would have quit with exactly that's what i'm saying so so this is what i think is going to happen with these youtubers they are going to honestly fight they're really going to oh, yeah. fight it's not a pillow fight it's not a remember guys we've seen pillow fights hand slapping fights yeah what are the kind of fight? bare knuckle fights yeah like there's all sorts of fighting going on now when you want to bring it back to the purest form you know the queensberry rules if you will whatever you want to call it the real boxing matches that we all love this is what these new young people are going to discover 
yeah. through their favorite YouTubers. Yeah. And ultimately, one of the YouTubers is going to say, hey, man. Yeah, but I, that, that YouTube thing is entertainment. That's all it is. I, I don't even know none of them. So Me neither. I got to start neither. looking. I got to start looking. I don't know none of them. Just just click on that link. Hey, that Paul, I, that's I'm, about it. Yeah, you know, me too. You know what it is? It's these YouTubers. They're getting trained by real boxers. They are. Right? So they are. This, this is where this is where like look, look at Jake Paul. Well, that, Jake, that's what they have to prove. That's Jake why they're gonna win a card and they want to prove that they're real fighters. Who's training Jake Paul? Serrano, Serrano and her team. He's in the gym with Amanda Serrano and oh, Amanda okay. Serrano's team, right? Okay. So he's learning from real real boxers, real competitors. So all these other YouTubers are doing the same thing. They're getting they're getting trained because they got the money for it because of YouTube to pay for real boxers' time. So yeah. What happens is, is that the fans that love these YouTubers are like, oh, he's being trained by Tim Witherspoon. Oh, well, who the hell is Tim Witherspoon? Hey, Next give him my phone know, number. Next thing you know, they're looking up who Tim Witherspoon is. Then they're watching your fights. Then they're did watching you, who did, you Did fight. you say for 10%? Did you say 10%? <laughs> Whoa, Yo, 10%. Listen, listen, I'm his manager. That's 15%. Yo, I'm his manager. That's 15%. Get it right. What? <laughs> Trainers only trainers only get 10%. Put yeah, but yo, I need some of that percent too if I'm gonna rep you. <laughs> well, it depends on how you negotiate. It just depends on how you negotiate. No, but 10% right. is to go 10% has been like that for a long time. 10%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all, all, all and, and one third, two thirds, uh, the manager and the the fighter get two thirds, um, and the manager get the one third out of that hundred percent, then the trainer get ten. And the boxer, but this real quick, but this is what I've been telling uh, these young boxers, make make everybody pay for the expenses and then cut the money up. So whatever the expenses is, flights, training camp, take the money out of it and then cut it up. So if it's a million dollars, take the expenses off of it, then cut the money up. Don't let them take the expenses off of your side. That's right. 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 I learned that from being with, with those guys up there. I learned that. Yeah. That, that was just, remember, remember the contract I was reading the other day, Graham? Yeah. See, it takes you out, man. The money gets this, this X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. This is cut. That's cut. Here's cut. Then it goes to the people. Then they split it up. Like, that's the way it should be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It should Take be it right. off the top. I, I, it is. And the but, promoter shouldn't get nothing. He has to go out there and get his own money. That's the yeah. promoter has to present the package to the manager and both managers so the promoter has to have the money he has to go to all these different people and generate the money and get the ticket sales and he has to, he gets none of the boxers money so, that's the way it's supposed to be a so, promoter so, is supposed to be he may be ticket sales and television and all that he has to get his and he is he has he's not entitled to none of the boxers money right he's what he is a promoter yeah yeah and he has to pay them yeah, yep. uh, we all we all agree on that point. On that note, I think we're at that time. We've actually uh, we've had a great discussion. We're well, having fun. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. But we got fights to watch, and I got one to wake up through early in the morning to watch. Don't forget, guys. There's I got to cook dinner. It, oh. It's a, it's a it's going to be a great weekend of fighting. Uh, yeah, right. great weekend of fights. We got two big names that are returning. To all the fans out there, remember we got Garcia returning. We got Glovkin. We got Mayer in the house. Big fights this weekend, guys. I told you, 9 p.m., 10 p.m., 5 a.m. It's all going on. Check your local listings. You know what it's at. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to go do work so you guys don't have to. James, thank you again for coming on. Tim, always a pleasure. Thanks, James. Graham, nice you know what it is, brother. Talkandfight.com, guys.
hit it up. Hit that subscribe. Buy that membership. We'll see you next week. Same time. Topics. <laughs> you see a run? Yeah, yeah we saw a run. Okay, so next Friday, right? Yeah, man, next Friday. To all the fans okay. out there, you know what it is, man. We'll see you next Friday. Same time, same channel. New topic. Thank you. Uh, uh, uh. And we're Thank you very on. much.